There are two elements that are part of the supper of the Lord. The first is what we call the cup. It contains the juice, the fruit of the vine, and it signifies the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's a symbol of his blood. It's not his blood. It's a symbol of his blood. And then we also observe through partaking of the element of bread. The bread too is a picture, is a symbol of the body, the broken body of the Lord Jesus. And so tonight when we partake of this supper and we observe these two elements and partake of them, we, we remember what Jesus did and the high price he paid for us so that we might be forgiven of our sins. To help us understand what Jesus went through, I have selected tonight a passage of scripture from the Old Testament, from the prophet Isaiah chapter 53, and I want to read this section of scripture for you. Hope that you'll take your Bibles and turn to Isaiah chapter 53. Bear in mind that this was written under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit 700 years before Jesus was born. And if you'll note that there is great detail in this prophecy about the crucifixion of the Lord Jesus and what he went through. Was we had time tonight to go through this verse by verse and, and, and look in deep detail as to what it says. Uh, but we don't have time to do that tonight. But I do want to ask you if you would stand in reverence to the reading of the Word of God. If you're physically able, if you're not, we certainly understand that. But you follow along in your copy of God's Word from Isaiah chapter 53. Who has believed our message? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he grew up before him like a tender shoot, like a root out of parched ground. He has no stately form or majesty that we should look upon him, nor appearance that we should be attracted to him. He was despised and forsaken of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And like one from whom men hide their face, he was despised and we did not esteem him. Surely our griefs he himself bore. And our sorrows he carried, yet we ourselves esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was pierced through for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The chastising for our well-being fell upon him, and by his scourging we are healed, all of us. Like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way. But the Lord has caused the iniquity of us all to fall on him. He was oppressed and he was afflicted. Yet he did not open his mouth. Like a lamb that is led to slaughter. And like a sheep that is silent before its shearers. So he did not open his mouth. By oppression and judgment he was taken away. And as for his generation who considered that he was cut off out of the land of the living. For the transgression of my people to whom the stroke was due. His grave was assigned with wicked men. 
Yet he was with a rich man in his death, because he had done no violence, nor was there any deceit in his mouth. But the Lord was pleased to crush him, putting him to grief, if he would render himself as a guilt offering. He will see his offspring. He will prolong his days. And the good pleasure of the Lord will prosper in his hand. As a result of the anguish of his soul. He will see it and be satisfied. By his knowledge the righteous one. My servant will justify the many. As he will bear their iniquities. Therefore. I will allot him a portion with the great, and he will divide the booty with the strong, because he poured out himself to death and was numbered with the transgressors. Yet he himself bore the sin of many and interceded for the transgressors. May God bless the reading of his word. You may be seated. As we contemplate what Jesus did for us at Calvary's cross and how do we recognize that through the participation in the Lord's Supper, we need to be reminded that we are assigned to this observance by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And there are a number of things that need to be accomplished as we come to the table of the Lord. First of all, it is an opportunity for us to re-examine ourselves. For us to look inwardly and ask the Holy Spirit to convict us of any sin that is in our lives. You know, sin is a grievous thing to God. It's especially severe when it's committed by those who know better. By those of us who are Christians. It breaks the heart of God. It grieves the Holy Spirit. It makes us feel Like we're alone. It makes us feel as if God is distant from us. As Christians it it makes us feel a sense of guilt and shame. And we're called by the Holy Spirit through the word of God to confess that sin. To acknowledge before God that it is grievous in his sight. And also to repent of that sin that is to turn from it. With the intent not to practice that sin. Not to to commit it again. And to begin to walk in holiness and obedience to the Lord. As the Lord has saved us to do so. So it's appropriate now as we re-examine ourselves. That we come before the Lord in a time of reflection. And that we ask God to, to convict us of any sin that is in our lives. And that we repent of it. I caution you, as the Apostle Paul did to the church at Corinth, he told them that there are some of you who are sickly and some who have died because you've come to the table of the Lord and you've done it in a very careless, sinful way. And you've not addressed the sin in your life. It's very important that we take soberly and seriously this service tonight. This is a time for us to really seek the Lord's face, and to acknowledge anything in our lives that's displeasing to him before we come to the table of the Lord. If you are a Christian here tonight, then we welcome you to participate. If you're a baptized believer, 
walking with the Lord, you're welcome to participate in the supper tonight. If you're not a Christian, we're very thankful you're here among us. And, and the Lord has instructed us to do this in part so that you can see the gospel through these elements in hopes that you too will come to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. But we as Christians, as we participate, as I mentioned a moment ago, it's important that we reflect, that we remember, that we turn from our sin and repent before we come to the table of the Lord. So would you, would you spend the next few minutes seeking the Lord's face? Dear Father, now as we come before you, truly seeking your face, dear God, I ask that you speak to my heart and to the hearts of your people here tonight. And convict us of any sin that's in our lives. Whether it is an action. Or an attitude. Or a thought. That we need to confess to you a sin. That we need to agree with you that is grievous in your sight. And that we need to turn from this sin in repentance. Walking away and walking in fellowship with you as we move forward. Lord, as individuals now, we come before you asking that you cleanse us. Asking that you reveal to us what we need to confess. Dear church, as you pray there, make your pew an altar. Where you sacrifice yourself there before the Lord in confession and repentance so that you can come to the table of the Lord with clean hands and a pure heart. Spend the next few minutes in prayer if you would.
Father, we are grateful that you send your word. If we confess our sins, you're faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And we're cleansed by the blood of the Lord Jesus. Help us now, Lord, as we come to this table to truly reflect on the high price that was paid so that we might be forgiven. Forgive us, Lord, any time we fail to look at the cross and we fail to take it seriously. We grow familiar with it. We've heard the story so many times that if we're not careful, we carelessly go through a service like this without even thinking about the richness of our relationship with you and what you did for us so that we might be in communion with you. So we give you ourselves. This is your service. May you be magnified in it is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to ask our ministers to join me here at the table and help me to distribute these elements of the supper. As they come, I remind you that the Bible says that on the night that Jesus was betrayed, that he took the bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. Would you pray with me? Father, we thank you so much for your grace and mercy. We thank you, Lord, that you gave your only son, the Lord Jesus, to be a sacrifice for our sins. The only sacrifice who could possibly pay the debt that we owe through his sinless life. And as we read there in the book of Isaiah, we're reminded of the brutality of the cross. How that Jesus was beaten beyond recognition as he went through those six trials leading up to his crucifixion. We know historically many people never made it to the cross. They were disemboweled because of the beating with a cat of nine tails. We know he was spat upon, falsely accused, ridiculed, stripped, and a crown of thorns put upon his brow. And then they led him away as he carried a crossbeam to Golgotha, where he would be nailed to a cross and hang for six hours, practically naked, before a gawking crowd. Our minds cannot even fathom the pain and anguish, not just with the physical beatings, but carrying the load of our sin. And as we partake of this supper tonight, as we, as we look at this bread and, and realize the brokenness of the body of Jesus, 